You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the World Cup Minute. My name is Josh. Happy to be back, but thank you so much to my my good good buddy Dave Wagner Lodell for coming on and appearing. Your good buddy too, Brandon. Not just mine. This was a, he's a mutual buddy. Dave is a friend uh, to yeah, all. Yes, a friend to all. Thanks, Dave, for coming on the pod. This is does this one? I guess we have maybe one more Sunday night pod, Brandon, before we before we revert back to, to it's like transformers, you know, we've transformed into this world cup pod yeah. and then we're going to transform back into Optimus prime, which is our normal, always cheating podcast. But yes. I think we still have two weeks to go before that. Yeah, we, we do. And it's been, it's been fun doing the world cup minutes, not over yet. And we've got, I guess, two more stacked days until there's a slight break be- before the yep. quarterfinals. It has been nonstop since the group stage. Um, which makes for fun. I think we're yeah. all ready for a little bit of a uh, of a break, and I think the takeaway from day fifteen is the, as cliches go, cream rising to the top. There was yeah. little doubt left today between England and France that the best teams won, uh, and I mean I am really looking forward to previewing France England because I think that's going to be a really interesting yeah. matchup given what we've seen from these teams during the tournament it just continues to be really at like like you could could hardly build a better tournament in a lab in terms of the excitement of the group stages and then the way these sort of 16 matches have gone they have been a little one-sided maybe you'd want a little more drama in some of them but because their elimination games are sort of inherently interesting. I was I watched that England game right to the last minute. Yeah. Even though it was it was pretty much over uh, when that when that soccer goal went in, and I think that now we get once you go chalk, you know, as they as they like to say when it comes to I don't know if that's a I don't think that's an international expression. Basically, it just means things go as as they're expected to go. Um, uh, often used for the NCAA basketball tournament, um, but because of that, now we get these really exciting games. I mean, yeah. Netherlands, Brazil. Awesome, England, France. Awesome, super excited about Netherlands, well, Argentina. Uh, we should say Netherlands, Argentina. Of yeah. course, yeah. And Brazil, and I, Brazil I, plays I, tomorrow. I do want to yeah. say regarding the drama and the chalk, we have received untold blowback from Aussies, uh, from Socceroos on. Uh, and I yeah. put the blame on Dave. I think Dave was the one who was truly dismissive of the I, Australian. I don't know. I don't. You know, I heard you say some things too. <laughs> oh, no, don't I, blame uh, me. No, yeah. I love Australia. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think actually I would say I think that we were dismissive early and then gave them lots of credit late, sort of just because we didn't expect them to to win. I, I think they, they they competed well and um, and yeah, I agree. I, I want to travel there someday, and uh, I don't want an angry mob waiting for me when we get there. But I, I think that they they really they really played. 
Um, they play their hearts out this tournament, just like the U.S. I mean, just, you just you know, at some point you run into a team that's just better than you, which is how I, I I've read some articles in the last 24 hours, not, not to turn this into another U S pod, but, uh, that made it sound like that match was closer than it was to me. Um, and I said this on Twitter yesterday, that was a competitive match in the sense that we competed. Like we, it was a literal competition yeah. between them. Like that match was never really that close in my opinion. I think that's fine. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from what we showed throughout this tournament. I have to get this out of my system, Brandon, cause I had to listen to you guys talk. Please. I couldn't be part of it yesterday. Let it go. But, yeah, I mean, to me, there's there's nothing wrong with with running into a, t- a team that's better than you, better coached. I mean, for goodness sakes, like Louis Van Hall has, you know, this is his third time managing the Dutch. He's won a Champions League final with Ajax. He's you know, won FA Cups. I mean, you know, he's he, he has some. There's there's some criticisms of him that are out there about his his sort of style. And but I mean, he was he's a brilliant manager, one of the all time greats. And there's nothing wrong with Burhalter being somewhat outmanaged there that doesn't uh i i kind of hope that berhalter doesn't come back we can have that conversation yeah. later but um i thought just like australia just like and if i could pivot to day 15 now just like poland and senegal right there's you i feel like if you make the round of 16 of the world cup finals you that is a successful world cup outside of maybe the absolute top brazil argentina Maybe France and England yeah. at this point. Yeah, if you're um, pegged as a favorite coming into the tournament, that's a, yeah. that's a disappointment. But a lot of that is driven by the media discussion as the World yeah. Cup kicks off and maybe less what's yeah. going on in the camp or amongst the fans. Yeah. So let's get into the matches today. We um, France-Poland, uh, fairly close early on. Poland had that incredible moment where there were like three point-blank point blank shots yeah. and uh, just kind of the wrong... Well, I don't know. You, you can give credit to Larice or or just bad luck on Poland's part. I mean, there was that one. You know the one I'm talking about. That the sequence. Of like I, I do. Seconds. And and the the Polish uh, attacker whose name escapes me. You can see he was in his mind just said the ball is coming to me. My only yep. mission here is to hit it hard and on frame. And he did those two things. Unfortunately, Hugo Lloris was standing exactly. It reminded me of the <laughs> um, the Belgium match from 2014 where Tim Howard made 16 saves. And then you go back yeah. and look at the replays and every shot was drilled directly at him. But um, yeah. I'll, I'll credit the goalkeeper's job is to be in that position. So, so that's sure. fair. I thought it was the best half that Poland... I think it's played the entire World Cup. So that was encouraging to see because I think coming out of the group stage, Poland was kind of sleepwalking. Um, yeah. So, and then the Giroud goal goes in and in the second half, and Bappe turns on the afterburners and just vaporizes the, the Polish. Yeah. That second goal from Mbappe is incredible. It, it, the, the, the way he kind of... I mean, it's top bins, Brandon. This is what I'm always. So yeah. I, I'm ask, I've been asking for two things, which is I want the scissor kick off the ground, which we've almost got, and and I and I want all those. I want those top bin galazos. And yeah. do you think that we obviously Brazil still plays tomorrow? Although Neymar, I, I think, is still expected to be out for that. Uh, do you? Um, is this the tournament now where we can officially say? If it wasn't clear already that Mbappe is the best player in the world, I mean, it feels like he's to me. He's so clearly the dominant player right now in this yeah. tournament. He's just incredible. 
Yeah, Brian Phillips is one of my favorite writers here in the States for uh, tennis and soccer. He posted a meme of uh, Erling Holland at his desk at home, and it's this guy in an office just like <laughs> throwing all the papers and his computer off the desk. <laughs> right. Because it, it, the, the new Ronaldo Messi debate is Holland or Mbappe. Yeah. And I think it's cool true. because they are That's like true. Messi and Ronaldo, like two different, slightly different styles of play. But Mbappe, yeah, yeah like his stock is, is soaring. Right now, as far as the race to be the Ballon d'Or winner and the the new best player in the world, and yep. the the swagger and the confidence, I think that's what's terrifying. If you're England, watching that second yeah. half and Mbappe, they, and and you look at uh, Burhalter and like today Gareth Southgate, like the criticism against Southgate is you can't get your bet all of your best attackers onto the pitch. You play a little too pragmatically. In France, uh, they've. It seems like their whole team is attackers. Um, I mean, yeah. up, up front from Giroud, Mbappe, Griezmann, Dumbele. Uh, I those those front four. Yeah. It's it's rather alarming. So if that's, they I are on the, the front foot for the rest of the tournament, that's a lot of goals yet to get to score. I, I had the same. I had the same thought this morning, where I was thinking about how Griezmann is like an afterthought in this yeah. team. You know, it's, maybe Griezmann isn't quite as great as he was four or five years ago, but still, he's yeah. terrific. And yeah, and it's. Yeah, I'm just really impressed with with you know, and Giroux. I thought that was really a really nice goal. I just love him. I just we've talked about this before, but just it's just a pleasure watching him yeah. in a match. I just, everything he does is sort of. What you want, I don't know. It's like, you know, you get so sick of these one-sided players and then someone like, that's why I like Harry Kane too, honestly. You know, it's just, I just love these big guys who can kind of hold up the ball and, and create a pass and they're not, they don't seem hugely selfish. I mean, Kane, sure. I know, can be kind of a little goal crazy, but um, he's also willing to set people up for sure. Yeah, and um, Giroud to overtake Thierry Henry for the goal scoring record all time for France. And thinking back, 2018, France wins the World Cup. Giroud plays so many minutes and doesn't score a single goal. Didn't you, he, like, he, not even have a shot on target? I think he did something like recall. that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's, like, a pleasure to see him enjoying the fruits of all of his labor uh, over the yeah. course of his career and yeah. getting the plaudits to boot, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he started all those matches in 2018 just shows how good he is, right? I mean, it, it wasn't like a Jesus Ferreira situation or something yeah. like that where he was just, he's just anonymous. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, so it's just, I really like this team. And, I, and then, I mean, so you watch that match and you're like, oh man, like whoever wins England, Senegal there and 
big trouble. And then England comes out, and they it's basically a repeat of the of the Netherlands U.S. game, right? They they give Senegal some possession, um, and and then they just they have you know devastating counters, and um, and then they get the really devastating second goal before the halftime, which is just always such a such a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the I thought both goals were really nice. The first goal, the the Jordan Henderson goal, is like out of it like a textbook like this is how you operate a counterattack. i mean it was just so perfect and really yeah. impressive from i, I was really distracted watching the replays of that goal because i couldn't hear anything over the sound of jude bellingham's agent buying multiple boats <laughs> yeah i know there is some talk that he there's some talk that he is like already agreed to go to man city and i'm like anywhere but there like this team cannot have bellingham and calvin phillips Holland. is like huh fair. wait what i just <laughs> yeah, like bought exactly. a house in manchester like this, this can't <laughs> no. be just move yeah just move phillips to newcastle already like let's come on let's let's hasten this thing bellingham was was amazing i thought the uh the second goal that the kane wait I'm tr- oh, the foden kane goal the foden yeah. kane goal was uh they were all they were all great and then i guess Saka's, yeah. and then maybe <laughs> my a great goal too <laughs> <laughs> My favorite finish of the three may have been Saka's because he just it was it was very much like what Giroud did like had to catch it yep. in stride and and bounce it over the the yeah. goalkeeper. So yeah, beautiful goals. I I I feel for the Senegalese because the, you know it was a little bit of a yeah like you were saying Josh a rope a dope where Senegal thought they maybe had the game under control for the first twenty minutes and then it was totally out of out of sight. Um, so yeah, I, England will feel much better going into the France match yeah. with with such a composed performance today. I really, I think it's it's incredibly close that game on on Saturday at two p.m. Just the perfect time. I absolutely am going to be clearing out some yeah, clearing up some space. Space in my stomach, Brandon, because I plan to be drinking while watching that <laughs> yeah. game too. You and I, you know what? You and I should try to get some kind of New York meetup going for that game. That would be fun. You know, we haven't really done too much of that so far. Just honestly, the relentless pace of the World Cup. Like you said, we need like a day where you did, we're just not watching games to think about. I, when I'm not watching games, I want to be thinking about future yeah. games, Brandon. Games, games, games. Teams, teams, teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. World, world, world. Cup, cup, cup. Anyway, so that that's that's where we are uh, with with today's games. Really excited about Saturday. We'll talk more about that as we. So as we get one up thing to we it. didn't touch upon, which we probably yep. should, because uh, yep. Lewandowski has lots of fans out there. They're sure. probably the only notable thing for Poland in that second half. And I thought, I guess the only interesting thing I have to say about that is um, Mark Klattenberg is a referee analyst here, and the broadcasts on Fox over here in the states. And yeah. Um, I can't remember who the color guy was who was like, why are we even, why is the ref even blowing this foul? We're taking this pen. It's completely moot. Clattenburg comes in and he's like, well, you know, sports betting. Uh, this this penalty call <laughs> is crucial because of sports betting. Jeez. So it, I, I thought that was wild that that crept into the commentary, but there it is. Wow. I, it's, usually that's like, the, it's, it's a left unspoken. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to tomorrow's matches. Um, interesting, you know, there's sort of, there's two games tomorrow. The, the second one is Brazil, South Korea. I don't want to underestimate South Korea because people have done it. Um, uh, us included, I'm sure, um, earlier on in the, in the tournament and they've, they've, they've shown, I don't know, I mean, it's sort of, you know, they've shown enough to make it to the round of 16 and, uh, Sun, um, really stepped up obviously late at the end of that match. And so I think, but I think ultimately that, that does feel like the match where, 
talent wins out. Brazil also rested a bunch of their players going into that third match. So it's a, it's a really strong, well-rested yeah. side. It's kind of the problem that the U.S. had in that Netherlands game is they just don't have the depth, right? Yeah. And so those guys yeah. were getting real, Jedi in particular, right? Yeah. Real leggy um, near the end of that. Yeah, when your whole game, like, yeah, Jedi Robinson is to run. Um, your yeah. legs can definitely leave you playing, you know, every every other day or thereabouts. I do wonder, whatever, yeah. it, it is a little bit of a banana peel for Brazil because I think the thing that is divine defined South Korea in this tournament is work rate with a certain level of elegance to it. Yeah. And Brazil, like their, their Samba footballing culture is, it's a little bit more chilled out and... Um, mm-hmm. um, I I see it. It's it could be a really interesting matchup, and if South Korea can hold Brazil for for a half, uh, I think it it could be very tense. Um, but yeah, that's maybe kind of wishful thinking because yeah, like the the uh, the the bigger part of my brain would say, well, Brazil will just win out. You know, I, I mean, they did lose that third game, right? Or was it Cameroon uh, who who beat them one nil um, a few days ago? Yep. And so you know, let's. Yep. We'll see. Um, I think that, uh, but I, I certainly uh, South Korea have a chance. I mean, if they got this far, they've got a, they've got a chance. It looks like, by the way, Neymar will is expected to return for tomorrow's match. So that certainly gives uh, Brazil kind of an extra edge. But um, but certainly looking forward to that one. And uh, the morning match is the one that is a real. It's what I call the puncher's chance match, Brandon, of the round mm-hmm. of sixteen. It's a basically, I'd say it's. I don't know. Maybe Croatia is a fifty-five percent favorite yeah. in this match. It's super close. Uh, yeah, one nil really to either team, if not extra time, feels like the call yeah. here. This um, does either. feel like the, this could be the first extra time match of the mm-hmm. uh, of the tournament so far. It feels like it really could set up that way. You could see both teams scoring. Uh, but I mean, Japan, just their style is sort of. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. It, it, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. It's it, Croatia. I, I don't know that Croatia is necessarily a team that, that that plans to like hog the ball. So I, you know, I'm sort of tactically. I think it's it'll be interesting to see what we see. Like, will they sort of try like this kind of countering style, or do they change their system a little bit uh, when they're less of a? I mean, the, what we've seen was how they play against you know Germany and Spain, and those teams are are super ball dominant. They're gonna you know, it's a Japan sort mm-hmm. of by necessity is going to be countering but that doesn't necessarily as much the case even even with some of the talent that you have in croatia yeah. so japan may have more of the ball and it may change their their setup a little bit yeah i yeah i mean well put i i don't really know what as what else to expect or anticipate beyond that yeah. i think that the to state the obvious luka madrich this could be viewed as his last world cup match and yeah he still has magic in his boots he's played fairly well for Croatia throughout the tournament. Yeah. Uh, it could just turn out to be a game that um, Modric decides to to take over. We'll see. I mean, they've got they've got yeah. good people out wide uh, for for Modric to deliver to. So uh, interesting to yeah. see. I feel like the all the talk about Burhalter versus Van Gaal is got it got me looking more acutely at managerial tactics in upcoming matches. So I guess tactically yeah. Not necessarily player for player. I'm interested to see how Japan Croatia plays out. I think that's right. I feel like I did read more um, more tactical analysis after that U.S. match than I had kind of throughout the World Cup. And I think it's just the relentless pace of the games. It was sort of yeah. just keeping up in what was happening was was the the trick. Even I think even as a, even as someone who's not creating 
any kind of content. Just just as someone who wants to follow and stay on top of what these matches yeah. are like, it's basically just like who's healthy, what are the stakes, who has to win, you know. And then so anyway, so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow with that match. I'm really looking forward to it. My my assumption would be that Croatia just uh, pulls it out m- mainly because Modric is even at his slightly advanced age, younger than me, you know, but the Modric will be the best player on the pitch and that, that will perhaps be enough for them to win. But I think it's, I think it's a really exciting game and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to both them. Um, And I think that's, Brandon, this, are we actually going to do a World Cup minute in under 20 minutes? This is incredible. <laughs> let's get out um, while we still can, yeah, Josh. Let's get out while we can. All right. We'll see you guys back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you're watching us on YouTube. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.